right there yeah you were just blowing it out good well welcome maybe i got my mic fixed maybe uh, i doubt it speaking of let me just say this okay because i was explaining it to a buddy of mine who lives in orlando see murder okay he was like listening he he was a little bit late to the podcast you know but he started listening and he's like really really nice guy okay real nice so we're like he can't really give a critique without apologizing for it you know and uh, and he was like, uh, you know, I've listened to the podcast and I like it a lot. I mean, it's it's good, it's fun to listen to and that kind of thing. But gosh, man, I really, uh, I really just gotta say that you know, the levels are still kind of off. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had to explain him this, and I want to I want to put this on the record because I think it needs to be known that yes. I have done everything I can do with my limited technical expertise to make my levels as high as possible. But Jigga's levels are still higher than mine. Yet when I tell him to turn his voice down, he says, well, I sound good. This I do sound good. That's why. Okay, yeah, but if you bring it down, we're equal. Well, I've, we're I not- have brought mine down so much that like it's almost not even recording me. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm bringing it down just a little bit more right now. Wow. <laughs> okay. I just remember last time I said, well, I've got mine as up as high as they can go. Why don't you bring yours down a well, little bit? Well, you're the one with the $8 headset. Your response was, well, I sound good. This is how I'm you're supposed the, well, to Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the right levels, but you're, you're the one with the $100 headset. Why why can't you make that <laughs> thing work? I've got – you don't understand. My headset is so crappy right now. One of the earphones is actually hanging off of it because I stepped on it. <laughs> It's held together with tape. It was twenty dollars to begin with. Twenty dollars. It's the only one. That's like that's that's like P. Kane's Xbox headset. Yeah. He actually has to wear a hat <laughs> to hold it on his head. <laughs> he taped it to a hat. It's either him or Sepku or both of them have done something like that with duct tape and a baseball cap. He's got a I'm number one hat with that on it. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, welcome to uh, I only like their old stuff. Uh, season two. Season two. The second coming. The second coming. We're uh, we're back. This is episode twelve, but we're kicking off season two. So should we call it episode one of season two? I think we should call it episode twelve, episode one of season two. <laughs> this is the A side. This has we're gonna we're gonna pack in thirty percent more laughter, twenty five percent more singing. And 12% increase in our listener base. Booyah, which is not hard because we don't have many. We've, we've weeded out all the, the, all the Fairweather fans at this point. Oh, yeah. Got four, I think we've got four listeners. We've got Owen, Ellison White, um, Mikey, really? and, and, uh, and Miss. 
Grizzles listens, man. Clave still listens, and Maria still what? listens. So. Did you see that tweet? Clave put another <coughs> picture of it. Yeah, I know. I know. We got to... And it was possibly even better than the it first was. one. It was. He's a talented guy. We got to throw that back on the uh, Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. I retweeted it from my own um, personal Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had it as a background in my computer for... A very long time. I only changed the background of my computer about a week ago. Not even a week ago, but I had it up there. It's a good picture. It has to do with lights, camera, disappointment. For those of you five fans that listen and actually listen to that one, because our, our numbers dropped off. They dropped off even more, and I think it has to do with our inconsistency. What do you think? I think it has to do with the economy right now. <laughs> in this economy, in this, nobody got time to listen. You can't to expect people to listen to a podcast in this economy. Um, well, uh, let's just give a little context on why we've been so erratic lately. I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus here. I, I've, I went on a big trip to go compete at the World Surf Kayaking Championships in Portugal uh, over the past couple weeks. So I've been in Europe and uh, on this trip, and before the trip, I had all this stuff I had to get done. And so I was like a frantic mess before I left. So that basically left like a month where I just was not focused on the podcast at all. And uh, yeah. then I don't know what your story is, but. Well, I mean, it takes two. Yeah. It takes two, baby. It takes two, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, I hope we keep singing. Well, speaking of singing, let's go ahead and, and lead into number one hater. Okay, number one hater. Well, uh, before we get on, okay. Right. right, so Joe is out of pocket. Uh, obviously, I can't do shit by myself. We did get an email from some guy in Los Angeles um, who's pretty legit, and I'll, I'll, figure, I'll go back and find the email. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> actually, I'll do that right now because... It was pretty funny. I don't even know. No, never mind. I'm not going to do it because I've archived it. But uh, he was like, um, you know, what do you guys need to keep doing this podcast? Because uh, you're not doing it anymore. (laughs) He's like, I'll help produce it if, you know, whatever. And um, I don't remember where I was going with that. I think oh, I man. just wanted to say we had some fan mail, but uh, hey, will you move? Will you move your mic just a little bit away from your mouth, a little bit more away, just a little bit. Done, done. There you go. You're just you, you, you're, I'm just so excited. To you got a hot party. mic. I'm just excited. Yeah. Maybe yelling into the. And now you now your mic now your level's going to be so low it's going to be horrible again. And nobody gonna be able to listen to me. But um, I sound good though. So. so anyways, I can't. So I couldn't do it on my own, but, you know, it was kind of convenient not to as well, you know, because I've been dealing with some things. And um, I don't know why. Okay, so anyways, fuck. Oh, but no, yeah, so we have recommitted to, we're recording this episode on Thursday, but we're going to record again on Monday, and we're going to be recording every Monday uh, for the entirety of the second season. Yeah, which will be which will be one between one and twelve episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whenever we take a three week break, it's between seasons. <laughs> Naturally. But, so we should really be on season like eight now. Yeah. So tell your friends that we're back on air. 
so they can start listening to and we get these numbers back up around at least 500. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to get back up around 500. So that's that's a nice boring way to start a show off, the start our new show off. Here's, yeah, asking for favors. Here's excuses and why we didn't do our show. So And on, on top of excuses, we'd like you to try to hype us up to some people that don't really give a shit about podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, welcome back. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, so number one fan, let's do it right. Number one fan, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give number one fan this week to a guy who's been very dedicated to us. Um, an interesting yes. dude that we crossed paths with many years ago, and has left a yep. lasting impression. I know on me. Yeah. Um, he he never ceases to amaze me. Um, <laughs> with the things he says and the things he does. He- he really is a diamond in the rough. He is a he is a unique person, uh, a prince among men. Um, <laughs> Elson White, Eweezy, Eweezy, and uh, yeah, Elson White's uh, interests include uh, Dave Matthews Band, uh, Old Dirty Bastard, Perpetual Groove, Perpetual Groove, uh, and the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Um. He likes to put stickers on his car of the of the bands that he likes. Yeah. He, he's a photographer. Mm. He's getting into photography. Um, mm-hmm. He's actually in the media arts program, which I went to at University of South Carolina, which is my alma mater and my program there. And uh, we won't hold that against him, but um, he he's got the same phone that I do. There you go, and. Yeah. And he's always hyping stuff up, man. He yeah. hypes stuff up. He gets really into stuff. He's, I don't know, he's an interesting dude. I probably made him sound real boring right there, but. He's not. He's anything but boring. Yeah, if you if you met Elsa White, yeah, we're going to have him as a guest one week. I hope. We are going to have him as a guest, and you will get to, you will get to enjoy the Elsa White experience. <laughs> are you experienced? Yeah. <laughs> well, that said, congratulations, number one fan, Allison White. First, first number one fan of season two, the second coming. There you go. Um, and so now uh, we got number one hater, and number one hater this week is going to go out to a guy. Drum roll. Um, uh, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. It's Owen again from England. <laughs> He just can't help himself. Uh, he's the guy that I talk about that has the tramp stamp. Oh, there it is. You might, you might remember me. from every episode, uh, from the past like eight episodes, he's been number one hater like eight times. What did he tell you? Well, he told me number two things. One, um, every mention of a tramp stamp equals one punch to the face. Yeah, tough guy. And, and Yeah, he's real tough. And the other thing, the reason he's number one hater this week is because he he commented on our website, IOnlyLikeTheirOldStuff.com, where you can listen to the podcasts um, if you don't want to listen to them from iTunes. Um, and, and he commented and said, the singing is not funny, and uh, which is ironic because I think it's fucking hilarious. And <laughs> usually he and I agree on funny things. Um, and a lot of other people have told me that they find it hilarious. Yeah, so... If you don't mind, just to prove him wrong, um, send us an email. Well, I guess I shouldn't say to prove him wrong. 
to prove either his or our point. Weigh in on this on this topic. Uh, Jiga and I singing on air. Is it funny? Does it work? Or does it not? Email us at I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Let us know whether or not you want us to keep singing or not. But granted, if you tell us not to sing, that might just cause more singing. Yeah, so probably will. I think Owen's right or we're right. So Yeah. Congratulations, Owen. Four times Four in a row. Four times in a row. Yep. I feel like I should sing something right now. Well, let's, the great medical disaster... Yeah, let's talk about singing. The great medical disaster, his, his heavy but not so heavy band, is actually playing again, I think, on September 22nd. Um, and I'll have to get the deets from him as far as where and when yep. they're playing exactly. It doesn't matter. Um, they did just have uh, some logos made <laughs> by a friend of theirs, the graphic designer. And uh, he tried to email that to us, but it wasn't really attached. And so it's a shame that we didn't get to see those because I would love to post those on the Twitter feed. So, Owen, please, please email us a good copy of the uh, logo for the GMD, Great Medical Disaster, so we can post that on Twitter. And and if you have any audio files, go ahead and send those too because I'd love to put those up so we can we can have somebody listening to you singing. Yeah, let's talk about funny singing. Pretty sure he has a song that he wrote where he sings it about digging his like ex-wife out of the grave and putting a dress on her and dancing with her corpse all what night. Is he Marilyn Manson or something? <laughs> I think it's creative. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you know, issues worked out by way of art. I threw out. Did you did you get the song that I dedicated to you yesterday, Groove? No, I haven't looked at Twitter and oh, I threw it up on know. there. It was, it was Lionel Richie and Diana Ross, "Endless Love." Mm. <laughs> so I threw out there. I was like, "This is to get you hyped for episode twelve, everybody. Listen to this." <laughs> I need to my to love. There's only you in my life. No. I wish I'd heard it. I would have done Diana Ross, but I can't remember I what she says. Oh well. We'll My sure endless love. <laughs> it's a great song. My favorite. I love. Have you seen? You've seen that uh, Tony Blair George Bush video that has the you yes. song. If you haven't seen yeah. that, you should Google Tony Blair George Bush endless love. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a lip syncing of them to that song. I love it when George Bush goes and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is that. I actually showed that to my stepmom one time. Who's a, you know who's a huge supporter yeah. of W, and she lost it. She about shit herself laughing. So it's hard. funny, no matter what your politics. I think it's just yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's so good. All right. Um. Yeah. So is that all the housekeeping we got to do? I think so. All right, well, I got a little something to throw out there before we get into the main event, the main topic. I was thinking about this last night because something happened. Um, I, wa- I want your thoughts on – all right, I, I have a theory that you can take any normal situation where things are going well. Uh, it could be anything. Introduce a, a cat, a house cat, into the situation, and things are going to get fucked up. <laughs> things fall apart. 
um, yesterday, I got a new phone, which I've been using a hand-me-down phone, which you gave me for a long time, and it deleted my inbox the other day. I guess it means I'm going to get that phone back now. Yeah, if you want it back. Of course I want it pictures, back. I collect all my old phones. Pictures of my balls on it, but... <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll take care of that. Okay. Um, but, uh, meaning I'll delete those. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'll save those. You always save pictures of my... Put that as the background. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, it, it, your phone, that phone that you gave me has been great, but it deleted my inbox the other day, and I was like, that's it, phone. Done with yeah. you. And so I went and got a new phone, and uh, it's got a really good speakerphone on it. And so uh, I don't like talking on speakerphone, but Spencer does. And so in revenge, when I called Spencer the other day, I, I, I used the speakerphone. So that my new phone, you know, and I, when I get a new phone, I try to take care of it and not drop it and stuff. It's it's sitting on my desk, right, and it's open. It's like flipped open, and I'm using the speakerphone thing, and I'm talking, and everything's going well. And then uh, Cat comes into the situation, um, and Cat <laughs> decides that it wants to jump on my lap, and which is fine. And then Cat decides, oh look, there's something on the desk there that I need to rub my face on, which is a, a classic move from from Cat. And Cat yeah. shoves its face into the phone and, like, just about knocks it onto the floor. I, I, I jump up to try to, like, keep the cat from doing it. I'm yelling at the cat. The cat's flying through the air now because it was on my lap. Mm-hmm. The phone, I'm, like, juggling the phone in air trying to keep it from falling and hitting the ground, knocking everything off my desk. A huge situation there. Just a mess. Well, no, I hear you. I hear you. Same. Th- I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't guess we need to go into too many stories about how cat ruins day-to-day situations. But I, I can relate. I'll just say yeah. that I can relate. I just. Yeah. I, I think cat plus regular situation equals mess. Big mess. Disaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be cleaning something up. <laughs> yeah. The, the the thing is, is that Mackenzie's like um, makeup dresser. You know, with like a mirror, her vanity thing is in the cat room, and she leaves her makeup on the top of the dresser. Only it never stays on top of the dresser. Oh, yeah, that's just asking. They like to lay down on it. Yeah. And so they'll lie down, and then they'll look at the, like, the little whatever it is, you know, the little glass vial of powders and such yeah and and they just bat it right off now it wasn't in their way for them to sleep they they have to reach in order to bat it off but they're they're lying down to go to sleep they see it bat it straight off the dresser and then go to sleep yeah (laughs) we hear things i'm gonna go ahead and knock this out of the park and then i'm gonna take a nap yeah (laughs) they They just love that kind of stuff god annoying (laughs) So that that mm-hmm. kind of rolls into my next bit. This the the main the main topics of this this next section are going to be sort of inspired by my trip to Europe. Um, we're going to travel. Th- travel. Well, people, and it's travel. not just me, but friends of mine are going on vacation. My girlfriend she went to Chicago recently, so we're going to talk about planes and flying and uh, taking trips. And also, you can hear from my voice probably that I'm I've been sick. I've had a really bad summer cold, like a really nasty head cold that I got in Portugal. Some Portuguese horrible thing. Prostitute. Um, we, we don't need to go into details, but um, I've been sick as a dog, and 
and these cats have not been helping any <laughs> in that. But um, anyway, let's just uh, let's go. Let's roll into it. Let's let's talk about about flying because I you know spent a lot of time recently in an airport and I I go on a, I usually go on one big trip a year and so I've spent and I and I get the cheap tickets so I usually have some horrible layovers and have to stay spend a lot of time in airports. Yeah. So, you know, what what's your what's your experience with airports and, and airplanes, Groove? What do you Well, I just say this that <clears throat> it's everybody, you know, hates on it and that kind of thing, but for me, I still am like a kid. I really love it. I love flying in an <clears throat> airplane. Um everybody wants to get the aisle seat, but I still get the window seat. Yeah. Yeah, oh. cuz <laughs> I um I don't know. I I I can spend on like a if it's a two hour flight, I know I don't have to have anything with me. Yeah, I will I will stare out that window for two hours without blinking. Wow, the entire even if there's clouds everywhere, I'm like holy shit, we're flying through a cloud. This is a cloud right now. It's like a magic carpet. Yeah, and um so I love that. And then I also as a matter of fact, um, Mackenzie and I were in a mall. Just a couple days ago, and like I don't really like going to malls, but the times that I do like going to the malls are like the the times everybody else hates to go to the mall. Yeah. Because I really I you know I mean it's so cliche, but I like people watching. Yeah. And um so I'll go to the mall like the day after Thanksgiving when everybody's there for shopping and stuff, and like all the Christmas music is playing, and everybody's all you know hustling and bustling to try to get done with the get. Uh, what they yeah. need to get done and everything, and um, yeah, that was it. The dog. Um, <laughs> so, um, so th- the same is true for airports. You know, I mean, you get the you get every you get a really good cross section of humanity. Yeah, in the airport, you know, because you get where like the um, the elites have to mix. Yeah, because you know? <laughs> like, sure, they can stay up in first class during the flight, but they can't they can't stay away from guys like me when they're traveling through the airport, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. So I really like the people watch while I'm waiting at a gate. Um, and, and I, I just don't hate it like others do. I don't really get sick in an airplane. Yeah. Um, and, um, and here's the thing when I, um, was going to school in Philadelphia, um, every now and again, <clears throat> it, it was an 11 hour drive from Philadelphia to Knoxville. And so if I was coming home for like, more than two days at a time, I would drive. But if it was a short trip, I'd fly. Yeah. And when I was going, uh, the only problem that I had was um, falling asleep and missing my flight. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> my mom and stepdad lived in Puerto Rico for about two years. Yeah. And, um, and I... Uh, <laughs> My flight to uh, Puerto Rico for Christmas, for Christmas, was uh, real early one morning, and I tried to stay up all night long to drive to the airport, and I fell asleep, (laughs) and I missed my flight, (laughs) and so I called, and I got another flight scheduled, and I drove to the airport and parked my car, and and I was sitting at the gate. No. and I fell asleep at the oh, gate, no. and I missed that flight, too. They didn't wake you up? No, they didn't wake me up. And the thing was, is that the year before that, I was flying to Greenville, South Carolina, because that's where they were. 
And I had, I missed my flight because I fell asleep during the layover in Atlanta. And my stepdad had to drive to Atlanta to pick me up because I missed my flight to Greenville. So that's two years in a row I slept through f- three flights. You are ridiculous. I, I can fall asleep <laughs> in the gate terminal waiting. Uh, and so, you know, what I've done now is that if I feel like I'm going to fall asleep, I go and I talk to the people that take the tickets. So I'm like, listen. <laughs> I'm pretty recognizable guy. I'm going to be sitting in that chair right there, and I definitely am going to fall asleep. But i got to be on this flight, so please, please, please have the decency to wake me up. And, um, you know, it works now. But but it was so embarrassing. My parents were so disappointed. I bet they here were. I am, a grown-ass man. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, I like flying. I like it. I can't read. But I can, um, I can read. You know, I can listen to music. My thing is, uh, so I, most people dread the the actual plane flight. I dread the airport. Yeah. I can't stand being in the airport. Um, I, I I do like the people watching aspect of it, but I'm usually so rushed that I don't have time to deal with it, or it's so tired, you know. Um, but you just got done saying you got these massive layovers. What are you so rushed about? Are you trying to go? Well, to get- I, like. I fly with kayaks, you know, so it's always a pain in the butt because we have to go there early. And even though we get there early, we're still rushed because we have to get them on the plane ahead of time. And it's always an argument yeah. in order to try to get the kayaks on the plane. There's always some kind of altercation with the desk people as to what – because they don't want to fly kayaks. Mm-hmm. Or they try to charge you some outrageous amount to fly it, which we always pay. And I've paid between 100 and $500 per kayak to get to get them – where they need to get, need to go, um, which people roll in with huge golf bags and get them on for free. So, yeah. Um, I, but the the airport bugs me. I can't stand going through security. I can't stand how rude people are. It, See, I love that because I get so fucking nervous. I get nervous I get so too, and nervous. I don't like being nervous. Well, yeah, but it's like I mean, it's one of those where it's like a certain kind of nervous that you don't get to feel very often. So, like, I'm thinking like. Shit, you know, do I have a gun on me? <laughs> you know, like, I don't own a gun, but I get nervous. And the other thing is, um, so right after 9-11, you know, everything ramped up. And I had a backpack with a pair of scissors where the um, the blade was like, you know, four inches long. A bit, one of those big, like, yeah. kindergarten teacher, the teacher scissors, yeah. you know, with the orange handles. Yeah. They were in a pocket my backpack and they they saw it on the x-ray and they searched my backpack but they couldn't find the fucking scissors (laughs) and it wasn't until i was on the airplane that i found the scissors and i was like uh i have the tweezers i have the tweezers i couldn't believe it i've got i had huge scissors that could cut somebody's throat friskas friskas and um and 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 yet, the, you know, the guy at the Knoxville airport couldn't find him. Were they the pinking guy. scissors that that cut like crazy angles? No, they weren't. Pinking I shoes. wish they were. <laughs> Those <laughs> are real dangerous. No, I just I just like I feel like going to the airport is like, and flights are so expensive now. Like the airlines like get into more financial trouble, and so their answer is to raise ticket prices. It's just a bizarre business. The whole thing is like anti what any other business. No other business could act the way that the airlines do and get away with it. It's basically, I see it as I'm going to pay you $1,000 to have you treat me like crap and yeah. not give me what I need and right. then have the audacity to try to charge me $2 for a Dixie cup full of Coke when I get on the plane. Yeah. Um, 
I, I've had so many experience, bad experiences with rude ticket takers, rude security people. I had a person argue with me for like a half an hour one time about getting my skateboard on the plane years ago. And, oh, it's just, it's just, that's the part that bugs me. I like the flying. I don't mind it. I, you know, like I don't mind airplane food. Yeah. Uh, I kind of think it's kind of cool. Did she get a little <laughs> meal and stuff? I'm like, oh, man, it's a little miniature meal here. <laughs> yeah. This would almost be cool, but it wouldn't be cool anywhere else. But right yeah, here. yeah, it's just because it's right here because it's, it's, it's sized just perfectly for me. <laughs> um, it looks like it's been grilled. I know it's been microwaved, but it, it looks like it's been grilled. They tried. Yeah, they tried. So I, I like the flying part. It doesn't scare me. I get a little bit wigged out. On taking off and landing, and yeah. I and I always grade the landing every time. Like I give the pilot a, a <laughs> one, <laughs> one through a ten. I'll be like, yeah, eh. he's, he's looking to you. Yeah, be, you know, if if he touches down and I don't hardly notice it, that yeah, it's like a ten, you know. But if I'm bouncing around, if my gin and tonic spills, <laughs> you're getting a two, you know. I tell you, I'm either I, I I will say this. I'm either out, up looking out the window, or I'm so asleep that I don't know we've taken off or landed. Right. It's usually. See, I mean, it, you you, know. you seem like this from knowing you. It seems to me like you would get real freaked out by taking off. No. Yeah, yeah, I just I feel safe in that thing. You know, I mean, like, but I mean, sometimes I get a little scared. You know, if we had turbulence, I'm like, oh shit. You know, like if we drop a couple hundred feet, you know, and I'm like, oh my god. You know, we just narrowly escaped death. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, but I don't think I'm on Oceanic Flight Eight Five Six. Yeah, right. You know, I'd say my thing, like I. I'm I'm usually like flying like when I'm going on my trip I'm so excited and like pumped to go that like that's usually a better experience than coming home because I go on these surf kayak expeditions and I'm usually like I go from being in the middle of the jungle to having to ride some kind of crazy ass chicken bus back to the airport yeah. uh grabbing my stuff fighting with customs to get my my boat out of the country you know and just barely making my flight and so on my return flights I just suffer no fools I usually have not had a shower in like days or weeks. I smell awful. I'm like the worst plane travel, you know, pa- passenger ever. Um, but that's when I get bombarded with the idiots on the plane. Idiots on a yeah. plane, you know, like this time coming back, uh, I came back with Speed Eddie, who we've talked about on the show quite a bit. And yeah. both of us had gotten, we both were getting sick. I had gotten sick and he was getting sick with this Portuguese cold thing portuguese prostitute computer. yeah so i've i you know i just can i can suffer no fools at that point i'm so worn out and there's this this like well-to-do old couple who i don't know why they weren't in first class but they seem like richie rich you know um, richie rich time out because that fucking that movie has one huge plot hole richie rich Richie Rich. What is it? The plot is, kid gets hit by a car on his bicycle. The guy writes him a blank check, and the kid cashes it for a million dollars. Yeah. You know that motherfucker ain't got a million dollars in his checking account. That check would have bounced. True. Okay. Well, now that we've solved the conundrum of Richie Rich, 
Yeah. Uh, the, so this these old people and they're like bickering even before anything is resolved. They they haven't scheduled their seats to be next to each other, which was probably a good thing in hindsight. <laughs> um, but one of them is sitting in the row, my row. Spencer and I get I got we always get aisle seats next to each other. So we've both got aisle seats, so we've got that space to move out in the aisle, yeah. but we can still talk to each other across the aisle. Yeah. For us, it's like the best seats in the plane. We get aisle seats near the back. Um, oh, the back of the bus, the cool kids in the back, back of the, the bus. Back. Um, so we got these. <laughs> yeah, so we can wait that much longer to get out of this plane. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, so we get these aisle seats in the back, and these people had gotten the middle seats in in both of Spencer and I's aisle, right? So they were split up amongst our aisles. Um, and <clears throat> we go to sit down, and they're like, uh, we're not sitting together. I, I, I'm sure we can ask these nice guys if we could sit, take their seat. Classic old person fucking move. Yeah, assume that... He's a nice guy. Yeah, assume that I'm going to uh, to give you my seat. And so the, the flight attendant's like, well, you're assuming that they're nice guys. I heard him say that. Because um, they were they were saying this to the flight attendant, and then this woman says, "Oh, do you, you don't mind uh, switching seats with me, right?" And so she's basically trying to get me to switch and sit in the middle. Yeah, which is the worst seat. Obviously, I don't think there's any discussion about that. And you know, I'm just over it at this point. I was like, "Nope, sorry." And Spencer jumped <laughs> in and was like, "Yeah, we picked these seats ahead of time. Maybe you should have too." Well, and therein lies something that. Um, that I was actually going to talk about <clears throat> with dealing with people while traveling. Yeah. Um, because for me, it's very similar to customer service, which we'll get to in a future episode. Um, but I don't feel like I have the right to say no. Really? And so, yeah, I mean, it's surprising to me that you said no to some old people that are obviously have spent their entire lives together and, and you know, are, are deeply in love. Well, I don't think got, they were deeply in love, and I don't think they should say, be. Well, but they're old, and you said no to that. How do you say no? Well, normally, I wouldn't say no, but I was just at that point where I was like, I'm miserable already. No, yeah. I'm standing up for myself this time. I'm not going to let these people win. I can't believe it. Not only are you going to hell, but they're going to be there at the gates just to watch you go to hell, and then they're going Well, to it all worked out because this woman who had – the the window seat on the other side said, oh, I'll switch. And so the old people wound up sitting next to Speed Eddie <laughs> and annoyed him the rest of the flight um, because they were just bickering. The food was never good enough. They were just not happy with anything. They wanted all this special attention. Like like, it's like I said, I don't know why they didn't just get first class. And I don't know why they called ahead, didn't didn't like pick their seats ahead of time, you know? Maybe they did. They and just assumed listen. that people were nice. Well, they weren't nice. They were they were grumpy and annoying the whole flight. Wow. I will agree with you, though, that the trip there is always better than the trip back. Yeah. The trip back always sucks. It doesn't matter where you're going. The trip there is awesome because it's full of hope and adventure yeah. and excitement. And the trip back is just, oh, no, I've got to return to reality. Yeah. Even if the vacation sucked, that makes it that much worse. Well, part you know, it's like that most of the time for me. Sometimes it is like, oh, I miss home. I'm ready to go home. But that's only like a really long trip, you know. <laughs> but in general, yeah, that's that's usually the case. Let me let me ask you this: Do, if you're flying by yourself, 
and you're sitting next to somebody, do you feel uh, an obligation to either talk to or not talk to that person? I will not be the person that initiates the conversation. Okay. But if somebody initiates it with me, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, I knew somebody that um, would put on a pair of headphones. Yeah. Even though they weren't listening to anything, just so that they didn't have to talk to them. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, okay. I mean, like, but what's the what's the harm in like having one of these airplane friends? You know. Well, I, I've I've been sat next to some people that I thought might be interesting before, uh, mm-hmm. but I haven't talked to them because I feel like I'm invading their privacy. Like you're mm-hmm. forced to be sitting next to me right now, and maybe you don't want to talk to anybody right now. So I'm gonna let you well, talk. Well, yeah. No, I try the um the initial like. The, the eye glance of like, hey, we're in this together, you know, in my eyes. And if, they be, if they're like, yeah, we are, then I'm like, oh, how you doing? You know, they're good. And then if they don't respond with a question to me, then I leave it at that. Yeah. You know, but if they do, they're like, oh, well, so what do you do? Or where are you from? And I know it's on. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's usually the same type of person. You know, it's usually that. It's it's usually a middle aged person. Yeah, I'll just say that you know that somebody that's like, oh, here's you know, let me share some life experience with this person. Well, another you know? weird thing that I find is like you have this like explosion of awesome conversation, and then you don't talk to the person for the next three hours of the flight. <laughs> and you're kind of like, uh, well, right. And uh, then they 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 always have a job that you never even knew existed. Yeah, you know, like. Selling IT products from one IT company to another or something like yeah. that, you know, like why does that job exist? I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know those little silver <clears throat> rings on dog collars? Well, I work in a factory that makes those. Yeah. <laughs> I make keychains. I make keychains. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend that sells keychains. Um, really? Yeah. In, in Portugal? Yeah, in Portugal. No, in a much stranger place in Portugal in a little island called Jersey. I'm not talking about New Jersey. You know, I'm talking about the island of Jersey. Uh, it's in the English. I mean, it's in. It's near France. It's part of the UK. It's what Jersey, New Jersey, is named after. <laughs> where the Jersey cow comes from, too. Um, anyway, uh, so let's let's continue on on this sort of uh, traveling thing. Vacations. Do, are, do vacations seem like work to you, or do they seem like fun to you? It all depends on who I'm with. Right. If. You know, I I'll tell you this thing, um, that it's uh, it's really important to shit. I'm gonna go let this dog out. Give me one second. Okay. All right. Because if she doesn't, she's just gonna fuck up the rest of the podcast. All right. Hold on.
back. Right. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, you were saying about uh, traveling being work, vacation being work. Oh, yeah. It just, I mean, it, yeah, it really depends on who you're with. You know, I don't want to say what I was going to say, but um, I'll, I'll move to this other thing. that um, My family and McKenzie's family go to the same beach at the same time yeah. each year. And, like, I really like being with both families. Yeah. I do. And and um, I enjoy the just the, the novel fact that they're down there at the same time. You know, it gives us great reason to go down there. But it's like the things that concern us are like, well, are we splitting time evenly? Yeah. You know? And, like, and for me, like, I don't really like the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, We've I talked about that, to- yeah. Right, and, and and it's okay, you know. This last time we went down, I had more fun, you know, on the beach than I had before in a long time. But um, I don't want to worry about whether or not we're splitting time equally while I'm on vacation. I want to fucking sleep in, you know, get some grub, enjoy myself, read some books, you know, um, and not worry about who we had dinner with last yeah. night and therefore who are we having dinner with tonight. So. It is about who you go with, because if there's that one person that just annoys you, yeah, it's like you're you're you you have to focus on them. Some people yeah. some people are hard to travel with, hard to vacation with. You know, like some of my best friends, I wouldn't want to go on a vacation with them, um, mm-hmm. or, or not a long one. But like with my surf kayaking, I've got like this little crew of friends that are from all over the world that I go with. That like we really like get along really well. We know when to like leave each other alone. That's really important when you're traveling with somebody, especially in another country. I think is you got to know when to like give people space and stuff, and so it works out well. But if if you're in the wrong, I've been on trips with the wrong mix of people, and it just yeah. it's a disaster, and it does become work. And and for me, I don't like to have like when I go on trips, especially the surf kayaking trips. We usually have a plan, like a goal, like we're filming a video or something. So it is like work in that way. But we go to yeah. some beautiful places, and so I can't say that it's work. But we do have like a plan for what we need to get done. But yeah. I cannot stand going on a trip and having every single second of the day planned out. And for some people, it's not a vacation unless you got every second planned out. You know? Right. Right. And I'm actually close to being like that. You like it that way. I mean, I did. I'm a planner. You know? I mean, I got my day. I've actually got the rest of the day scheduled out just today. Yeah. You know. Thursday afternoon, and um, and and so I mean that's just my nature. And granted, like um, I was just talking with a buddy of mine with being with Mackenzie, she's the exact opposite of that. Yeah, we're like if there's any one thing that we have to do, especially on vacation, she's pissed. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? Why can't we just say that we're going to get around to doing it? Why do we have to do it at twelve thirty-five? That's how I am. I'm more in McKenzie's camp on things because I like to go and have like a general idea of what we need to get done and get it done. But see, the the for me, I mean, there's along with that, there's also this punctuality thing. Yeah. Where I, you know, used to be if I was five minutes early, then I was on time. But if I was on time, I was late. Yeah. And um. And and she's the total opposite of that. We're like, if she's 15 minutes late, she's then she's on time. Yeah. And it got to the point where I used to tell her I'd pick her up at 7 o'clock and not come over, over there until like 7.15 yeah. or 
and I'd still be waiting around yeah. for five minutes, you know. And um, <clears throat> and so now, after being with her for so long, like um, we've kind of met in the middle, to where like we're only five minutes late to anything, yeah. and we only have like one or two things to do while we're out doing something, it, you know. So like my planning has gone down. And the shame is my punctuality has gone down some too, which sucks because um, I'm up here in the triangle with my boys and we try to set times to go play some disc golf and stuff like that. And here I am showing up late and being like, what the fuck, you know, you're, why are you on time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like feeling bad, but also being like, what, it's okay. But I think being late is so selfish. It's so selfish. You know, it is, so. it is, and it's it's frustrating. And and I, I say that as somebody who who is late <clears throat> often, but but I yeah I, I, don't, I try I don't to make like an effort to, not to be. I, I don't like to feel rushed. Yeah, and I don't like things looming over my head, which is why I like to make a plan, especially on vacation. Because if I have everything planned out on vacation, then I know I can just casually go from one thing to the next. And, like, be like, okay, well, that one thing that I want to go do, I'll be able to go do it later because I know that I'm going to take care of this stuff now. Yeah. Well, um, it's just another way. It's just the, it's your way. That's the way you like to do it. And that's the way it should be done. Uh, okay, there you go. Now you're now you're imposing <laughs> yourself on other people. Right? Um, so another thing that I want to talk about is getting sick while traveling, which every time I travel internationally, I get sick. I plan that into my trip because I'm going to get sick. I'm going, and it's all, it's never like stomach. I never get, get like throwing up diarrhea type sick. I get a head cold every time I travel or the flu. Um, and being away from home is just miserable when you're sick. You know, True. you want to be at True. home in your bed. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I got sick this time, and I'm just like, oh, God. And it and it really hit its full stride right as I got on the plane. And being on the plane and being sick is just so – I don't know if you've ever been sick on the plane before. Have you? Well, I've got a story. Okay, well, out. my story is I get on the plane. It's just like, okay, now we're going to, like, explode your sinuses right now. My head, like my ears, I can't hear anything. I go deaf for like half the flight because my ears are pressurized. I'm like, oh my god, my head's going to explode. I'm self-conscious because I'm sniffling and sneezing and coughing and snorting and, and hacking. And obviously there's a person just inches away from me. Right, who's like, this motherfucker's about to get me yeah, sick. Yeah, obviously everybody in my section hates me right now. Yeah, you're that There's guy. no way around it. Yeah, I'm that asshole who got on the plane when he was sick. But there's nothing I can do about it. I can't sleep. The guy in front, this is another thing, man. I feel so bad about putting my seat back. Do you put your seat back? <laughs> no, I don't. I feel so bad because there's... Even though it's only two inches, you're wildly invading that You're imposing in my space. So I'm so tall that I can't really sleep well like unless I like lay against the seat in front of me a little bit. Yeah. But if the seat is back, I can't do that because it's a weird angle, and I put too much pressure on that person's seat, and it would annoy them. And even yeah. though they're annoying me, I don't want to annoy them back. And so, right. of course, I had a dude who just, like, had his seat reclined all the way in my lap. I'm just, like, looking down at his face the whole time, you know. <laughs> About to operate on his teeth. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I didn't know the seat could go back that far. 
<laughs> it's only this guy's seat. Yeah. And so that was just a miserable flight home. And then when you come back into America, you go through customs, and, like, American customs is just awful because they basically are like, oh, what have you done to ruin America? Right. Why would you leave America? Why, huh? yeah, why did you leave America? Where are you going? What number am I thinking of? <laughs> oh, they're just the biggest bunch of assholes at the border. I guess they have to be, but I don't know. But anyway, what's, what's your story about being sick on the plane? Okay, well, this is, um, <clears throat> some people may not want to hear this, but this is such a ridiculous story that I'm going to have to tell it because fuck it, right? Um, and I'm going to try to give the, the, the PG-13 version of this story. Oh. Um, but when I, um, when I graduated high school, three of us, three guys, three girls, we went to Spain. Yeah. And um, at this point, um, like, okay, I'll just say this. Today, you know, my life today, I, I don't drink. I don't do any kind of drugs. Yeah. But this, I, I used to, right? And um, this was before I quit. And um, so we went to Spain, and I had done some uh, very heavy drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I wasn't, um, wasn't really taking care of myself. And um, we had been to Barcelona, and, um, and we – went on a uh, all-night cruise, like a party boat, um, from Barcelona to Mallorca, yeah. which is this little, like, jet-set island. And, and and apparently, like, a lot of really rich and famous people go to it for its beaches and all this kind of stuff, whatever. whatever. Um, we get there, and I fell asleep, and I slept for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Straight. Okay. I, literally. I mean, we were only at the beach for two days. Yeah. I slept for a full day. Yeah. And, um... When I when I woke up, <laughs> um, the 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 two guys we were staying. Yeah, I mean we were staying in separate hotel rooms. We were we were all friends, but you know we weren't like couples or anything like that. And um, so I was in the guys' room. They woke me up. They were like, "Dude, did you get sick?" And I'm like, "No, I just been sleeping." You know, and they're like, "Well, all of us got sick." <laughs> yeah. And apparently, what we attributed it to was um, some bad eggs that we ate in Barcelona. Oh, you never want to get sick off of eggs. Right. Yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> I woke up and I was like, nah, you know, I was trying to act nah, all nah. tough. I was like, I got a stomach of steel, motherfuckers. You know, I was like, I'm fine. I eat whatever. I'll eat spam, you know. And um, so, so they're getting up, they're getting ready to go to the beach. And um, and I'm like, all right, I'll meet you guys later. You know, I'm, I gotta get some food because I, they, I mean, they'd also ask me like, what the fuck? You know, I was like, what? I'm just been sleeping. They're like, we've been here all day. Like, what are you doing sleeping? I'm like, all right, I'll get up. So I get up and I get my um, you know, my my bathing suit on, which is like board shorts, but I wasn't wearing anything underneath them. Yeah. I was just wearing board shorts. And I go and I was like, fuck it, I need some American food because I was really hungry because I hadn't eaten. And I went to this Burger King that was connected to a hotel that was one block away from the beach and two blocks away from my hotel that I was staying in. And we were on one of these educational tours, right? And um, there was the six of us from Knoxville, and there was 40, 40, 40 students from Nebraska. Yeah. And they were there with teachers. Oh, no. Right? We were just there just for that. They were there with teachers. And that group, we were like – they called us the devil group, right? <laughs> because we were like yeah, coercing their students to come out and party with us and go to the clubs and stuff like that. And I, um, I mean, what I, I was, you know, I was horrible. I mean, like I, 
I was still drunk when we were supposed to go to the Prada Museum, yeah. you know? And so, like, I showed up, and then I just left to go back, you know, to the hotel. So it was bullshit like that. But so anyways, um, <clears throat> I go to this Burger King in Spain, and I'm connected to a – it's connected to a hotel. Whatever. I get my food. I sit down. I start eating, and I lean to the side to fart, and <laughs> – I realized what they were talking about <laughs> as far as being sick. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Literally, yeah. oh, shit. This, this uh, neon green liquid Ugh. started to fill up the bucket seat that I was sitting oh, in. Oh, God. And I went back down to sit in it. I was sitting in a puddle, and I was mortified. I'm telling you, I was mortified. And I, I was making eye contact with this girl that worked at Burger King that was really cute at the time. And I was, like, smiling at her, and she was cleaning off the table. Oh, shit. And I sit back down in this puddle and i'm like oh no so i get up and i'm looking for a bathroom i realize i have to walk into the hotel lobby to go through the hotel lobby to go to the bathroom by the time i get there no matter how Ah. i'm touching my sphincter it's still coming out so by the time i get to the fucking bathroom it's going it's running down my leg i have a half meal sitting on the table which this girl's going to clean up but the puddle of poop neon green liquid is sitting in the seat so i go and i wash myself off in this bathroom and i had to sit on the toilet for like 20 minutes because i'm like my my just my entire body was getting sucked inside out by this sickness that was going on from these eggs and so i wind up i'm like well what can i do now because these board shorts were like they were khaki and so they were covered in a new color oh god and I'm just mortified. I mean, this is what this is the second most embarrassing story of my life. Okay, yeah. and I'm fucking telling this on online. So I, <clears throat> I wind up. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm moving very quickly. I have to go back through the hotel lobby, out through the Burger King, out to the street, and walk the two blocks back to the hotel. Well, when I get back to the hotel, that group of four <laughs> students are sitting on the patio of the hotel, and they're all waving to me and saying, hey, Dave, what's going on? And there's this really cute girl that I've been trying to pull game with, you know, sitting in the front when they talk to me. I'm like, I can't talk right now. i got to go back to the hotel. And, um, and I just knew that they saw me walking in and looked at me from behind and recognized that my shorts were different colors in the back than they were in the front. And I get back in and I throw the shorts away and I make it all the way back out to the beach. And they're like, what the fuck? Where are you? Why have you been taking so long? And I tell them the story and Mackenzie was actually on this trip and she got fucking pissed at me for telling her the story saying that's so fucking gross. You're such an asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> so, it, was, it was horrible. I, uh, that's, that's the only time I've ever gotten sick on vacation. <laughs> oh man, I would that that sort of thing that sort of thing would normally make me feel sick to my stomach, but it's so twistedly it's, funny that it's so ridiculous. It's it's so Did ridiculous. you consider backing into the hotel so that the people didn't <laughs> Oh man, I it was like I could not I it's like you can't write that. You know what I mean? You just you can't make it up. I leaned and then I sat back down in a puddle. It was ridiculous. There's never a good time for faucet ass, but that was really the worst of that. <laughs> That's the worst. You're two blocks faucet away ass. from a hotel, out of the country. Oh, man. And the beaches weren't even that cool. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't even that Fuck your beach. The water was covered with seaweed. The beach oh. was like rocks. It was... I only stayed out there for like two hours because I hate the beach anyway. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, so you've been so yeah. well. Let's let's go ahead and tag that into something else. What's your opinions on Europe? You've been to Europe, then. What's what do you think about it? 
I've, uh, I've only been to Spain, and and Owen makes fun of me for that—the fact that I'm not traveled. Yeah, you know, not well traveled. I've I've only been to Spain, and that was cool and all, you know. But I mean, what you know, Toledo was the best the best spot where they make the swords. Oh yeah, and, yeah, that was that was cool. But um, I don't really I can't speak enough. And we were actually talking about doing a grab bag with Owen where he describes it's like where in the world is Owen? Yeah. Describe something, and it's supposed to parody my absolute lack of, you know, knowledge of geography or <laughs> yeah, or anything else uh, other yeah. than your own little world there. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I've, I've been to Europe several times. I've only been traveling for the past, like, heavily for the past six years or so um, since <laughs> I started doing the World Championships, and then I've gone on these other surf, most of it surf kayaking trips. But I do like Europe. I've been to Spain. I've been to Portugal twice. This was my second time in Portugal. Um. Beautiful place. Different way of life, though. Um, nothing's ever open. I don't know if you noticed that when you were in Spain. Yeah. Like, every grocery store everywhere. Like, you can't buy groceries anywhere because every grocery store is either in a state of opening or closing. None of them are actually open. Um, they take these, like, siestas during the day or whatever that last, like, six hours. Yeah. Um, just, just a totally different way of life. Um, I'm all right with that. I I just don't know how you make any money, but I'm all right. Yeah, with I don't that. know how you make any money either. I'm all right with it, but it all it never seems to when I'm over there. It never seems to match up with my schedule at all. Right. So right when I'm hungry, there's nowhere to eat anything. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, sure. I, I hate to. I'm more embarrassed to say that I haven't traveled more than I am to tell the story of me shitting myself. <laughs> Well, so. I, there's a quote that I really like. I don't know who said it, but something about um, you know, you don't gain an appreciation for your own country until you've traveled outside of it. And mm-hmm. I've really come to like embrace that over the past couple of years, especially that. I, and there's cool stuff. I've seen cool stuff all over the world, but uh, seeing what a lot of people go through in the world make me like really appreciate America, you know, and understand not necessarily appreciate it, but understand that the way of life that we have is. You know, got some benefits to it. So, pretty fucking yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So, well, anyway, that's our annoying. Yeah, this this. Let's get real deep. Yeah. Hey, are you there, Ja? It's me, Ross. It's Kent. Ross Kent. <laughs> uh, well, so I don't really get sick from plane flights, um, but I only get sick about once a year, anyways. Yeah. You know, and, and so. Um, I used to never get sick, and I've gotten sick like four times this year. I got sick three times last year. I'm just not living right. Maybe I need to start yeah. drinking or something. Maybe oh. you need to start, you know, eating vegetables. Oh, well, speaking of, when you're on vacation, do you eat well or do you eat shitty? Do I, uh, on vacation? Yeah. Um, we'll define well or shitty. Do you mean I, well, do good, I eat good, good food? Base like do I eat? Food that's good for me or food that's good? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right. That's what I mean. I, I love eating uh, in different countries, and I love trying the new food. Well, like, that's one of my favorite things about traveling. I think I get that from my dad because as a kid, whenever we went on vacation, the first thing he would do was scope out the town we were in and try to figure out where we are going to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm, so where are we going to eat dinner? Like That was his greatest joy out of the vacation so i get that from him 
Um, I do love trying local food. Um, I also tend to like when we go on these longer trips, we tend to cook a lot. And uh, the food in in a lot of these countries has a lot less preservatives and stuff than the food in America. So I guess in general, I kind of eat better, you know. Yeah. Um, but like this time, we ate a lot of like greasy stuff, but I also ate a lot of other th- other stuff that was that was good for me and a lot of fresh vegetables and stuff. So. What about you? What's your deal? Uh, well, I'm a domestic traveler. Yeah. So I'm still dealing with American food. Right. And uh, the one thing, like, it's like I, these days I'm eating pretty healthy at my house, you yeah. know? And, um, like, I've hardly eat flesh at all yeah. anymore. And, um, but when I'm on vacation, it's always like, well, we're on vacation. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, and I do more driving than I do flying. Yeah. Um, if it's within 12 hours, I'll drive rather than fly. And um, really, like 16 hours, I'll drive. And and so it's always like on the drive, it's like, do you pack a little cooler with sandwiches? And <laughs> yeah. stuff, or, or are you going to stop at the fucking Arby's and say, well, I'll get a chicken salad, and that's not too bad. Yeah. You know? but We're on vacation. We're on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> we're on vacation. That's I get not- that whole thing. My, usually when I'm on these trips, we're trying to like stretch our dollar as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So often the the food that I eat is dictated by the amount of money I have, you know, or, you mm-hmm. know, so, but. But I do like that. <clears throat> what are we going to eat tonight? Yeah, um, that's like, that is fun. If I'm going, even if, um, if I'm going even just to like Arkansas, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to eat at a franchise restaurant. I don't want to eat somewhere where I have the opportunity to eat at home. Yeah, you want to so try I'm the local foods. Stuff. Yeah, the local stuff. I'm down with that. I'm done with that. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you, the one thing I do like to do now, and I've really only done it once since I've grown up, but I'm going to be doing it again soon, um, is I've found that I've got love for amusement parks. And um, as Mackenzie and I uh, went down to Atlanta to go see Modest Mouse one time, and we got down there early, and so we went to Six Flags, and I hadn't been... um, you know, I hadn't been in an amusement park since I was like five years old, and by and I was way too scared. I'm terrified of heights, but I like being scared. And so we went on these roller coasters, and I, it's like it was like I it's like I'd never done that before, and it was amazing. It was awesome, and so um, I'd want to go to another amusement park. That's that. Yeah, <laughs> go wow. to, plan that out for the bachelor party too. For show Cedar Cedar Point. Yeah, Cedar Point. Yeah, we need to get on that for sure. Yeah. Anyways, so that'll be my next travel, I think, and I'll drive. Sweet. Speaking of getting married and stuff, two of my really good friends um, that I travel with were at the World Championships, and not only did uh, Naomi win the whole thing, she's the women's world champion, not only did Nathan, Yellow Boy, finish third, He's the winner guy, you know. Winner. Yeah. Um, he finished third overall, um, but they got engaged afterwards. Wow. So it's like a pretty big deal, you know. Like I joked with them that they both made finals, and I was like, you know what? If both of you become world champion, you just have to get married on the beach. That's just all there <laughs> is to it. And then you know he, he didn't he didn't win, so he did the next best thing. So he asked her to marry him. So it's kind of cool. That's pretty hyped. Yeah, I was pretty hyped on that. So congrats to yeah. them. Yeah, name dropping there, by the way. Yeah, they don't listen to the podcast. 
Yeah, but happen. your name dropping just said I know somebody is the best in the world. Uh, well, I do. You know. Well, you make go. sure people know. You know Speaking of name dropping, yeah. This past weekend, we had the Raleigh Invitational Disc Golf Tournament, yeah. which was four rounds of disc, disc golf over three days, topped off with the uh, Perpetual Groove concert that, on the Saturday night. And the band that opened up for him is called The Bridge. And the band is legit, okay? They're from Baltimore. They're really good. I like them a lot. I didn't expect that, like, the opening band for P Groove, which isn't that huge of a band, you know, would be this good, but they were. The only problem was they have one guy in the band that plays, like, a five-string guitar. It looks like a mandolin, but it's an electric guitar, but it doesn't have, you know, six strings or whatever. I don't know. My buddy called it a mandolin, but I, I still think it's a five-string guitar. Anyways... <clears throat> Everybody in that band was super. They had a sax player, a keyboardist, a drummer, lead guitar, bassist, and then this guy. Yeah. He's playing this instrument, and he wasn't really adding anything with this instrument. He was just kind of keeping rhythm. And he he would sing every now and again, too. He would sing a couple of the songs. But he, um, at one point during their little set, he set down his guitar, picked up the microphone, and he started beatboxing. Yeah. And, like, that's cool and all if you do it for a little bit and then you drop it. But he beatboxed during one song, and then the next song, he, like, he was like, oh, last time I was beatboxing here, I was with Mike Gordon from Fish. And everybody cheered. And uh, and then he was like, oh, so I guess you guys like Fish? And everybody cheered again. He's like, well, yeah, I beatboxed with Mike Gordon. And it's like, really? You got a name drop that hard at a concert where people are here to listen to you? And then... He went into this long, like, solo beatbox. Oh, yeah. That wasn't, like, it It was cool. You know, it's novel and stuff. But after, like, five minutes, you're like, I get it. You know, you're you're making drum sounds with your That's mouth. That's annoying. You know? Beatboxing. It's <laughs> yeah, just annoying. And, he kept going. Right. and it was just like, whoa, dude, you uh, you need to get, get out of here. You're not adding anything to the band. And uh, Delaney was just like, you suppose he just sits during band practice and just asks repeatedly, to be able to beatbox during one so, so can I, can, I think this song can needs I, a beatbox I, solo. I think this song needs a little bit of a beatbox solo. Like it's some cowbell. But the, the band is legit. Um, check them out, The Bridge. and um, Yeah, they sound real legit. The, oh, and the thing is, oh shit, we step in and we see the lead singer who's tall with brown hair and a beard, a brown beard. Yeah. And he's in the middle of like a just a fucking just wailing in a guitar solo, and he's got his face all winced up. And I said, "Holy shit, is that the, is, is that Joey Hall right there?" What? <laughs> really? And they, Jake and, and Delaney lost it yeah. because it was spot on. It was you up there on stage. It's like what, really? like my face I make when my st- it looks like my stomach is turning. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it, if your stomach was turning and you had a guitar in your hands, you'd be the lead singer for yeah. the bridge. Yeah. And that is totally that guy's band. He's a lead guitarist and the lead singer. And, like, you can tell that he has the most influence over that band. But it's cool. I mean, it's fine. Um, but but it, was, it was you on stage. It was ridiculous. Sweet. It was one of those jokes where you, you make that little side joke and you, you expect a little, like, friendly chuckle. And Delaney was li- he was guffawing. He was laughing from his stomach because it was so. It looked exactly like you. Great. Yeah. Great. You had to be there. Yeah. Well, you were there. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
All right. Well, are we ready to? You ready to go on to the uh, the regular stuff we do here? Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember what we do. Well, season two has got a whole new set of questions, folks. We're an hour and twenty minutes in. Season two has a whole new set of questions. Um, hour and eight minutes. Um, and so, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go ahead and start off with this new, brand new question. Okay. Okay. It's called "What have you been listening to?" Okay. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't prepare for that one, but. <laughs> so go for it. <clears throat> okay. Well, I um. I made a couple new friends up here in Raleigh, and I loaned um, one of them uh, an Animal Collective yeah. CD, and um, and he said it sounded like this one band, so he burned me the CD from this other band and gave it back to me, and I've been listening to it. And at first, I thought it sounded like the soundtrack for Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. Superstar. Who are you? What do you say you are? Okay. Um... I knew that a little bit too much, but the band is called Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like everybody knows Yes, and I had heard of Yes, out, but I hadn't heard of Yes. out. Owner of a lonely heart. Is that their song? Yeah. Oh, that. Well, that's not the album he gave me. Prog rock. He gave me a different album, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's kind of like. One of these where I'm like listening to it kind of by myself. I can't believe you know? that somebody's like giving you a Yes album. He's <laughs> not like years old or something? No, he's not. He's 30 years old and he's a huge fish fan. Oh, but for some yes reason, is like kind of insufferable, man. I don't know about that. Oh, well, I've been listening to it mainly because like dude burned it for me and he wanted to get my opinion on it and all that kind of stuff and i don't know i'm all right with it but i might you know i can see myself getting to the point where i'm like yeah what the fuck you know and then the other thing that i've been listening to actually is uh outcast stankonia oh good um, album yeah you know and i dog on that album i think that's the that was like the last tolerable don't everybody album. like the smell of gasoline well burn motherfucker burn american dream and that's that's one of the underrated I think songs on that album. Yeah. That 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 song is really good. So I've been listening to that too, back and forth between Yes and Stankonia, which is a good mix. Yeah, that that Animal Collective. They it's funny that they the the comparisons are bands that are like old 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 bands that they get compared to, you know. And for me, when yeah. I first heard it, and with Panda Bear, uh, it's so much like Pet Shop. Uh, I mean, not Pet Shop Boys. Uh, Pet Sounds era Beach Boys. The yeah. harmonies, like, and Pet Sounds is like one of my favorite albums of all time, and that's why that's why I have really I've gotten into Animal Collective lately because of that. Like, do you mm-hmm. like that sort of harmony? Because you don't hear that a lot in indie rock anymore, and especially you know. So. Yeah. No, yeah, I do. You know, that's another thing. You, <clears throat> I that Panda Bear solo album. Yeah. I think is I, it's a I. I'll never get tired of that album. It's a great album. It's, I think it's in my top five. But and then you give me Pet Sounds because and it's like holy shit, this is so similar. Yeah, you know, it's so similar. And I really, really, really like Pet Sounds. But every time I listen to Pet Sounds, it makes me want to listen to Panda Bear. Right. Because I came into Panda Bear first. Right. Well, I, get, I have the opposite reaction to right. it. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I want to give you get Pet Sounds out again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But. 
pets. Everybody yeah. should own Pet Sounds. Go out and get it. It's an album you should just have because it's it's one of those ones in the pantheon. Like uh, you know, like, yeah. And like I Astral didn't think Beaks. that the Beach Boys would be capable of something like that. You know, what I knew of the Beach Boys was like you know, wish they all could be California girls. Yeah, and that like that that, you know? that sort of like stuff that they're really known for. I only like their old stuff, but that stuff that they're really known for. That that they were kind of. If you know anything about the Beach Boys, they were kind of railroaded into all that stuff. Really? And that's really why uh, Brian Wilson kind of had his little breakdown, that and a, a massive amount of drugs. But um, he, he's sort of, you know, Brian Wilson's like a really talented producer and, um, you know, kind of an idiot savant in a way, kind of unable to, to deal with reality, but so talented at what he does. And, yeah, he, they had all these pressures from their families and stuff to do this kind of sold out music, you know, which I mean a lot of the classic Beach Boys tracks are great, but Yeah, they're still good, but it's not as good as his Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds legit. Yeah, it's just a legit I think that Paul McCartney says that's his favorite album. Not that you like the Beatles or care what they say, but that's a pretty big endorsement from somebody. Well <clears throat> just because I don't like their music doesn't mean I don't add any weight to what they have to say because they have affected so many people. Right. But still you know, douches. But. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been listening to? Um, I just, just actually yesterday or the day before I started listening, I've, I've dabbled in this woman's work before, but never really listened to a lot of it. Um, she's, I, I don't know, I don't know what her real name is, but she goes by the name Cat Power. Yeah. Have you ever heard of her before? I've heard that name. She did that version of uh, Sea of Love that's in Juno. Um, and I've also okay. used it on one of the DJ mixes I did for, you and some other people. Um, yeah. But she she does a lot of covers um, of, like, old Velvet Underground songs and, um, I don't know, just a variety of songs. But she also has a lot of original stuff. And she's just singer, songwriter, guitarist, you know, acoustic kind of thing. Sort of in the vein of, like, Beth Orton or Amy Mann or something. But just kind of laid back uh, music. I don't know. I just kind of like it. I've listened to this song called The Greatest, which the, the album is called The Greatest as well. Um, yeah. And I've been checking that out on the old Groove Shark online. And uh, I suggest checking her out. She, she's pretty well known. I think most people, uh, I'm, I'm late to get on the on her hype train. but. By the way, I thought about this last time we recorded an episode, which was like 2008. Yeah, but <clears throat> the last song on the on the podcast. Why don't you let that play through all the way? Okay. Just in case somebody wants to actually listen to a song all the way through, rather than just a snippet. Not for the beginning, because people may not listen to the whole thing. Yeah. But if you want to listen to the full song, hopefully from now on at the end of the podcast, you can hear the full song. And it'll be one of the two songs that we've been talking about. Cool. Or one of the you know what we've been listening to. We'll play a full song. Yeah. Okay, so what's the hype? What's the hype for me? It's uh, fruit. Okay. Um, on my trip in uh, Portugal, just yep. awesome fruit, and it was really cheap at the grocery store, and just really good. Um, and I've been eating really crappily before I left for my trip. And when we were there, we ate just a lot of fruit for like lunch and everything, because it was easy to take to the beach with us, and plums and. Uh, peaches and all sorts of stuff like that. Apples. Okay, so you you deal with the big 
that the handful fruit. Like a the, the full spirit. Yeah, yeah. Fruit. Well, I also like berries and stuff like that too. I like yeah. I like I just like I've forgotten that I liked fruit that much. Um, yeah. You know, like I do like sweets and stuff, but fruit is you know nature's sweets, and yeah. I like the I like the whole. It's like having it's having something to eat and something to drink at the same time. It is. It is. It is. You're right. It's a great benefit to it. But I, I just, I got real into some fruits, and when I, and, and when I got sick, for some reason, it made my craving for fruit go up even more because I was kind of like queasy. I didn't want to eat anything heavy, and yeah. fruit was like, I was just like, bring me lots of fruit, bring me plates of fruit. And uh, <laughs> feed me, feed me plates of fruit. <laughs> Grapes off of silver yeah. platter. And, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's kind of ironic because uh, over the past two weeks, <clears throat> I've pulled the magic bullet back out of my cabinet. Yeah. I thought you got rid bullet. of that at the yard sale. Well, that's the great thing about buying off uh, infomercial on TV because when I bought it, I got two. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I sold one at the yard sale, but I still have another one. And um, <clears throat> I've been making fruit smoothies, like real fruit smoothies, because we have – see, I'm a berry man. Yeah. Blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. Raspberry is number one all-time fruit, possibly number one all-time favorite food for me. Yeah. Um, I love raspberries. I love everything about them. I me even too. love the little, the little specks of, like, whatever it is that get in your teeth that you have to pick out. Yeah. I like picking those out and then, like – biting on them with my incisors yeah. but the um but so i've been throwing in blueberries raspberries and blackberries along with like three or four cubes of ice a little bit of sugar and some milk and putting that in the magic bullet and sipping on that it's delicious i've had like six of them in the past uh two you know weeks. you know what else is the bomb just uh taking milk and a banana Nothing else. Uh, Milk and fro- actually frozen banana. Put a banana in the freezer. Yeah. Throw it in the uh, sure in the magic bullet with some milk. Boom. Deliciousness. You sure about I'm that? I'm sure about it. Uh, why, what would keep me from going and getting banana flavored milk at the grocery store rather than having that? It just it's not the same, man. It's not added sugar or anything in it. Yeah, but that added sugar in those flavored milks is pretty key. Pretty delicious. Yeah, but you don't need it with the. I'm telling you, dude. I love some sugar. What's the only fruit that has seeds on the outside? Strawberry. There it is. Boom. Boom. What has? Which will lead into my what's the hype? Okay, go for it. The West Wing. The West Wing. The West motherfucking wing. Have you ever watched? I it? have. I've watched the first couple seasons. I was into it for a while, and I would like to go back to it. Oh, my God. I got the first season off Netflix. And uh, here's my my. I was cautious about it because it, yeah. it, it came highly recommended from our boy Papo. And, um, and I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. But I'm only going to put the first season on Netflix. Yeah. You know, just in case I don't like it, I don't want to flood the queue. Bro, stuff I don't bro, you got to check out bro. the West Wing, bro. Right. Well, so I put it on, and each episode is forty-four minutes. Yeah. On DVD, and I watched twenty-two episodes 
in three days. Wow. I, and it wasn't because I was selling out doing other stuff. It's because I was staying up all night long. Yeah. In order to watch it. It's so good. Aaron Sorkin. Awesome. The walk and talk, baby. The walk and talk. <laughs> it is the king of the walk and talk. And let's talk as fast as we motherfucking can. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's great it's cast cool. in that. I, you know, I love Rob Lowe's performance in that show. Um, I'm a, he is good. I'm a big Rob Lowe fan. Um, you know, I never really got into Rob Lowe. I was always like, well, he had a thing about that porn, you yeah. know, and like whatever. And like, and the funny thing was when I first saw the cast, it was Rob Lowe, and then it was the Trisket guy from fucking Billy Madison. Madison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't put delicious Trisket crackers in my stomach now, does it, Carl? <laughs> that guy, and so I was like, okay. Well, this guy isn't, for me, that's all I've ever really known of him was that asshole from Billy Madison. And, um, you know, and then, like, um... He's, he's great, though. What's the president's, is it Michael Douglas? Martin, is that his name? Martin. Martin Sheen. Yeah, they're all, the, they're both... It's the great, man. It's not, I mean, it's definitely the acting is, de- it, for me, it's almost like watching a stage play in a lot of ways every, every episode, yeah. you know, like, the acting is, like, theatrical. In a lot of, in so many ways, and it is, and, and it's very, but it works. Text based, you know, dialogue based. Yeah. That's what drives it. It's entertaining, so. you know. It's like not necessarily reality, but it's not. It's not false. It doesn't ring false. They, they, it's true. I mean, they have truth. Well, what, what, what Papa and I have been talking about is like it's cool to, um, it's cool to see those those positions and those characters and think about like Rahm Emanuel being the chief of staff. Yeah. You know, and like how that you know, like they say that Josh, the um, the Triscuit guy from Billy Madison, is very, very loosely based off Rahm Emanuel. Okay, um, wow. and I think that it's, that's not really necessarily the case until later on. Right. But uh, you can see like elements of of that type of. I've got a uh, temper and I've got an agenda, and and I'm gonna push it, but I'm not gonna push it too hard until you push back, and then it's on. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. I like. It. I think it's really enjoy. It's fun. I can't believe that. Like, I mean, because it's a dramedy. Yeah. You know, and I like dramedies because you know I want some of that poignant, some of those moments that make me like stop and pause. But I also want to be able to laugh, and I've laughed out loud at it. And and fuck it, I'll say it. I, it's brought me to uh, you know, it's gotten dusty from time to time. Yeah, there are yeah. some emotional moments. I tell you, man, if you like The West Wing. There was a show that, that, that Aaron Sorkin had before that that did not get enough credit and was canceled way too soon called Sports Night. That Yeah, Lopo that. was telling me about that. Because Lopo, I told Lopo last night that I was watching The West Wing, and he's like, fucking love that show. Yeah. He said it's his favorite show, and he was talking about Sports Night, and I never really... Sports Night is I, awesome. It it's basically night. like... The, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's basically like behind the scenes at ESPN Sports Center. And the characters yeah. in the show have a lot of the same humor that the guys on Sports Center do, but it yeah. shows the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I don't know, it's just really good, and it's got a lot of good dialogue and just interactions between the characters. But it was canceled, un- kind of unfairly. And I think there was only two seasons, but you should check that out. I'm sure it's on DVD as well. Well, the um, so here's the thing: I only added the one. Yeah. Um, I think this is this, this is only one season, dude. Yeah. Sports night. It's only six discs. Oh, is it only one season? season? Okay. Yeah. Well, on on Netflix. Maybe it. Maybe it was just one season. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the um. 
so I didn't add the rest of the seasons on my queue, yeah. and I mailed back, um, you know, the season one to Netflix. And so today I go on and I try to add the rest of the seasons of the West Wing so that they'll ship me season two before they ship me what was next on my queue. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. Fast oh, that's enough, the worst. So. I've had that happen. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the thick of the West being being the hype, and next, <laughs> what I'm getting next is the Actors Studio leading men. Oh this God, <laughs> that's, what, that's you, you deserve that. Well, I love the Actors Studio. Uh, Fuck it, you know. I'm not I'm not scared to say it. I like Justin Timberlake and John Mayer too. So, well, there you, you know, go. I like good uh, creative people, and I'd like to hear how they talk about crafting their their roles and i really also like the um the, the interviewer guy lips he's, he's james been, lipton james lipton magnanimous yeah. <laughs> he is good he's he's one of those guys that's, to throw out my favorite catchphrase he truly is a character of himself there is no embellishment needed there really isn't the, the, the time that he appeared on Saturday Night Live with Will Ferrell appearing as him was pretty, pretty <laughs> classic. Great. He seems to be a good yeah. sport. Um, yeah, yeah, he does. So, uh, how about hype still out? Did you forget about that one? No, I didn't. You didn't? Uh oh, I did until the last oh, minute. But but we have we don't want to skip over what's not the hype. Oh, have we not done what's not the hype yet? We haven't. Yeah, oh, just what's the hype. I'll lead off with what's not the hype. It. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Found a new home for Athena, the dog. Yeah. And um, and I'm going to take her tomorrow. Yeah. And the good news is I'm not going to have this dog. Yeah. The bad news is I'm not going to have this dog. Because after all my complaints about her, I, do, I mean, the dog is awesome, you know. Just needs purpose. And so I found a home that's like four acres of fenced-in backyard with a doggy door and another hound dog. Yeah. And this person has had blue tick hounds before and wants to take her hunting on the weekends. Yeah. So that's great and all, but Mackenzie is like yeah, I'm sure. wildly upset about it. And yeah, she's been working out of town. Yeah. Um, she's managing this hotel in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And so she's been working down there <clears throat> and only comes home for like two days at a time. Yeah. And so the last two days she came home, she's been gone for a while. I've been missing her real bad, whatever. I've been taking care of these five pets solo. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and she comes back and she's just upset most of the time. Naturally, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, for that. but it sucked. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the bad guy. I feel like the asshole. But it'll be fine. That dog's going to have more purpose. It's going to have a job. It's going to have something to do. Therefore, you know, it's going to be happy. And the thing was that the last straw was um, the uh, the neighbors came over to me one day as I was getting in my car. And they were like, um, you want to go ahead and not leave your dog outside ever? Yeah. Because we're sick and tired of seeing that dog. Or listening to it all day, yeah. barking. And um, so it's like, well, shit, you know. I mean, the dog needs to run. I run her twice a day. I've gr- They've all gotten real good trained on um, – I get on one of my skateboards, yeah. and um, and they pull me. Oh, wow. They pull me until they can't pull me anymore. I mean, they love it, so. It's probably some laws uh, against that. Yeah, I'm sure. It's real fucking stupid. I'm sure it's the stupidest thing I've ever 
done. Because if I do get in a wreck, we're all going to be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, um, but anyway, so, I mean, it doesn't matter how much a runner. She only rests for like 30 minutes and then she's ready to go again. And um, so anyway, she's going to have a, she's a, she'll, she'll be better out there. So I got to drive all the way to Knoxville to drop her off, though. Because there's somebody in Knoxville. Yeah. So, but they were specifically asking for blue tick hounds, and so, anyways, that's my not the hype. My not the hype. We've already kind of covered it. But it's being sick. This head cold has yeah. just whipped my ass. I'm really affected heavily by fever and medicine. So the combination yeah. of this fever I've been having and the medicine has led me to have these awful hallucinatory dreams, um, where I'm like solving oh. complex math equations. And it's just frustrating, and I wake up tireder than when I went to sleep, you know? Um, and these, like, weird mixtures of all these people in my life. Um, just just strange dreams. And uh, my father, the other day, it proved to me that my father is now an old person. Because yeah. he called me and was concerned and was like, uh, make sure you take care of your uh, cold there so that it doesn't turn into the swine flu. <laughs> that's, that's definitely an old person concern that, yeah. that one disease is going to turn into another as if my <laughs> disease can incubate and turn into the swine flu yeah so, it's going to turn into the alligator flu yeah sure, it feels like the alligator flu right now I tell you I've got an appreciation for my friends that have gone through cancer and serious diseases like that oh god um you're equating your flu No, 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 I'm not equating. Cancer. What I'm saying is, I don't have cancer, and this shit is whipping my ass right here. It's head cold. You know what I'm saying? And I've got friends wow. that have gone through cancer that haven't made a peep complaining about it. And yeah. it just shows me how weak of a person I am. Well, that a cold is with kicking my cold. ass this much. You know? Brought you to so, your knees. Yeah. So, I, I have great respect for people that deal with serious diseases other than, you know, this stupid cold that I've had for a week. Um, stronger men, stronger men and women than I. Yeah. For sure. Well, hype's still out. Uh, my hype's still out is, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, get back to something we talked about on Grab Bag a little bit. Before, uh, on our first uh, trailer review thing we did, yeah, we reviewed yeah. a movie called The Hurt Locker. We reviewed yeah. the trailer for it, and we both said that it looked like it was going to be pretty good, but it was kind of hype still out. And I've heard that it's actually really awesome. And I didn't realize it was it was directed by the same woman who directed Strange Days, and I love that movie. Um, and I heard yeah. the direction's really good on it. So the hype is still out because I have not seen it yet, but... It sounds like we are we were right. It's gaining, yeah, it's gaining. So, well, of course we were right, yeah. but it's gaining momentum. Yeah, this will, you know, go to validate that when we review trailers, you know, and we say whether or not it's going to be good, you could probably take our word for it. Yeah, you know, so there you have it. Yeah, for me, the hype is still out. <laughs> um, this is actually really serious for me. The Walking Dead is probably my favorite comic. Yeah. And it is... I, I hate 
the zombie genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I don't want to watch movies with zombies. I will, you know, I watch 28 Days. 28 Days Later, I've watched Night of Living Dead and these kinds of things. But, You've watched 28 Days, <clears throat> the Sandra Bullock. Yeah, God. Recover. Yeah, no, 28 Days. Wait, well, I watched that too. 28 Days Later is a zombie movie. 28 Days is the uh, uh, 28 Days Later and then 28 Weeks okay. Later. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Setting this up. I don't like zombies. I don't like the zombie genre. And when I started getting into comic books, the guy at the comic book store, I was talking to him and I was asking for um, <clears throat> the um, – <laughs> I just got a text message that said a drunk was climbing a statue of Lenin. His head broke off and crushed the guy to death. <laughs> That's my my gamer picture online right now is uh, a picture of Lennon from Catan. Yeah. And that's why it was Lobo that sent that to me. His picture is Lincoln and I'm Catan. Okay, so so I don't really and, and this guy was like, Well, do you like zombies? I was like, No, not really. He's like, Well you need to look, read this because it's not really about zombies even though that's like the setting yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So the Walking Dead legit the fucking jet, yeah. okay. AMC has just announced that they're going to turn it into a TV show. Oh, wow. If it couldn't be on HBO, I wouldn't want it to be on any other fucking television yeah. station than AMC. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they did the Mad Men series, and that's that was all right. It wasn't really my bag, but they do some legit television, and even, you know, I would rather AMC have it than Showtime. I'm glad they're doing Showtime. that rather than making some movie where they just cram the whole plot. Exactly, because it's not about events. This, I mean, the, the writer in his introduction to the first book says, you know, this is not, you know, every zombie movie when it ends is the moment when you're starting to really like it because now it's time for survival. Yeah. It's not about what happens in the initial apocalypse. It's about how do we survive when everything we've taken for granted is gone. Yeah. And and so they've I just saw the press release on Variety yesterday that AMC is straight up is doing it. Um so And I, I've read the first book of Walking Dead now and I like it. I do like it. I'm gonna continue reading it. Um, it's such a slow burn, dude. It's gonna it gets so much better. Yeah. And one of the cool things about it is that the writer is not, and and the hype's still out because they're obviously not going to be able to do it on television as well as they do it in the book. Yeah. Granted, that's fine. I hope they do it in black and white. Yeah. Um, but whatever. So, but the cool thing about the writer, and and this is why it's hype's still out too, is because the writer doesn't care how important. The characters are. Yeah. He allows the story to tell itself, yeah. and so some characters die that you don't want them to die. Yeah. You know, and I'm scared that they may not do that on AMC. They said, you know, obviously it's not going to be just like the books, but it's going to stay true to the tone. Right. It's hard yeah. when you have like an actor that's in, involved in the process too. That I mean, mm. it's kind of Lost faces the same thing where they're pretty. They're not worried about cutting people, but when you have actors involved, you're like. Does this actor want to sign on for a role that they're going to wind up, you know, a main role where they're going to wind up getting killed yeah. soon or whatever, unexpectedly? But yeah. Well, hey, on that same note, I'm reading a book right now called World War Z. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Uh, the guys on that uh, that other podcast that talk about The Walking Dead all the time. What is that? The video game podcast we listen to? Out of the Game. Out of the Game. They talk about World War Z a lot, too. And uh, mm -hmm. it's a collection of short stories. It's basically a collection of uh, 
it's called an oral account of the zombie war. Yeah. And it's like after this whole thing has gone down, um, this whole outbreak of zombie everything, um, it, it's 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 interviews with all these survivors. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like I, my hype, my is hype cool. is still out on it because I've only read a couple chapters of it, but it's really short stories, like little essays. And it's it's interesting in the same way that you're describing The Walking Dead being interesting, um, which I'm not a big zombie fan either, but I, it came highly recommended from several sources, and uh, you probably ought to check it out. Yeah, I mean, and I'm thinking about myself listening to us talking about this and saying we hate the zombie stuff, but we still read it, yeah. and being like, well, that's bullshit, you know? Um, I'm still not going to get it. You haven't sold me on it yet. Yeah. Um, but it really is. I mean, it's uh, whatever. I'm happy that I did. Yeah, it's, not, this, it's the zombie thing has just been so overdone to me. That's why I, I do like a handful of zombie movies. And God, I yeah. was involved in the making of a zombie movie, actually. So, um, <laughs> so was I. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, I like monster well, movies. I like horror movies. I like monsters, you know. But it's... A lot of it's being the, the, retread and stuff, you know. In the in the Walking Dead, the zombies are part of the scenery. Yeah, they're not the the they're not what's driving the story. Yeah, and that's and that's sort of the same place where this World War Z is coming from. It's about the people's yeah. reactions to situations they're put in because of the zombies, you know. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do. You, I I I didn't come up with a grab bag. Sure. You didn't come up with a grab bag. Well, I got another thing to throw out there, actually. Uh, okay. Sort of an honorable mention for my uh, what I've been consuming this week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've had this movie for a long time, but I didn't feel ready to watch it. Um, United 93. Have you seen it? No. Okay, it's United 93. It's Obviously, it's the story by director Paul Greengrass, who did The Born Supremacy and all those movies. Um, it's the story of the September 11th attacks. Um, the the story of the plane that crashed that didn't go that didn't hit its target. Um, I was I was questioning whether I wanted to watch it because are you still there? Yeah. Uh, I, I I I'm not really like I have mixed emotions about the whole September 11th like the the way that I feel about it you know not in that I don't think it's tragedy or anything it's just that. I, you know, I have my own way that I dealt with that whole situation, and I kind of, you know, it, it was definitely an effective thing in my life, and uh, I didn't know if I wanted to revisit that, you know, and I wasn't touched by it in the same way that a lot of people, I mean, I've known people that knew people that were in the towers and everything, you know, and so, I don't know, It's in, but even that being said, there's still like pain and stuff involved in it and things that bother me about it. That I just didn't know if I wanted to, I felt like I was going to get depressed watching this movie, you know? And it, after I watched it the other day, I was like, you know what? I really want to watch this now. It's incredible. It's an incredible movie. Like, it didn't make me feel depressed. It also didn't make me feel uplifted. It just made me feel like this story was respected. Um, the way that it's presented, you, you just have to really see it. It all plays out in real time. Most of the traffic controllers, the air traffic controllers, are playing themselves. Um, so yeah. they have like non-actors in those roles. The the passengers on the plane are actors, and um, 
the way that, you know, other September 11th movies have been made, like I think there was some awful Nicolas Cage movie about it um, that came out about the same time as United 93. Um, yeah. That the, the tendency, I think, with the whole situation, and one of the things that bothered me about the situation is to make it overly heroic, these stories from that that time, you know? Yeah. And the way that this movie presents it is that these are, like, just normal people that did what they felt like they needed to do, you know? And in some way, that was, like, way more respectful to them than trying to make them some big group of heroes. Like, you don't... Throughout the whole movie, they don't refer to each other by name. You don't know one character. Like, the, the whole... Pa- the passengers as a whole are, like, one character, you know? And Yeah. And it's just really effective storytelling, like really interesting. And they, it, the bonus features has a lot of interviews with the families because they, they tried to get as much approval from the families as possible. And the families were just like really impressed with it, which I think is like a big endorsement. And I don't know, it really affected me. It was a really good movie. I had a really, really effective filmmaking. And I can't, I, I don't think it was nominated for Best Picture that year, but I, damn, it should have been. I. Yeah. Okay. You what? I don't know. I I thought at that time there were some conflicting reports about what actually happened on that plane. And so that's why I didn't watch it, because I didn't necessarily want to see what somebody said happened. Um, yeah, and, I, I've heard that, but I read I, – I did some research online, and actually most of the stuff that – is people say may not have happened or whatever it comes from conspiracy theorists, um, which I don't put as much weight into. Yeah. Um, and they and they don't say this is this is exactly what happened, but it seems to be. And from from what the the thing to me is hearing the family say, I have a feeling this is the most accurate representation of this as possible. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, there's no way to know, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't... But you get this, like, it's weird, because the, the whole movie, you get this sense of just dread the whole time. Like, little things like there's... In the beginning, when they closed the airplane door, I just, like, had this chill, because I was like, you know what? Like, these people are going to die. There's no... You know, you know how the story's going to end. These people are all going to die. And I'm going to get to know these people in some way. And... But it also, the movie doesn't play with that. It doesn't use that to, like, jump on your emotions or anything. Right. It, it just sort of, like, makes it a cold, hard reality. I don't know. I recommend it. I think it's it's an interesting film, no matter how you feel about it. Nice. Well, we're back. It's the second coming. I don't have a grab bag. You don't want to do something for grab bag? What do we got? I don't know. Come up with something right now. Let's do barometer. All right, barometer, go for it. This is where I give a situation to Joey, and he tells me whether or not it's appropriate or inappropriate. Yep. Let's say we're out on the disc golf course, and we're in a tournament, and... There are two guys in the lead, 
and one guy so far back, he has no chance. You're one of the guys in the lead, and the guy so far back, he doesn't have a chance, is going for a putt. And you're going to pull your disc out of the basket, and he putts, and it looks like it's going to go in, but you slap the disc down into the ground and laugh in his face. Uh, inappropriate. inappropriate. Okay. Let's say you are walking to uh, your office or to a building and you're outside and it's really hot outside and you're sweating a lot and your pants start to ride up and you feel like you got a wedgie, but you're on a crowded street and there's lots of people walking up and down the street. Do you go ahead and pick the wedge right there or do you wait until you get inside to pick the wedge in a private spot? Go ahead and pick it. Go ahead and pick it. I think it's appropriate, appropriate, yeah. Doesn't matter what people think. Let's say you are... Um, going to a town that you're from, and you've got friends that live there, but also you've got in-laws that live there. Yeah. And your in-laws say you're welcome to stay at their house if you want to. Do you stay at their house or do you stay at your friend's house? Friend's house. Okay. Make sure you see them, but you, you don't have to stay at their house. Okay. What if you are driving and there's cars parked on either side of the street blocking each way, right? But there's enough room for one car to drive through mm-hmm. and there's a car coming towards you and you're going the opposite direction, but it's not like either one of you has the right of way. Right. You go ahead and gun it. Appropriate and appropriate. Uh, mildly appropriate. Mildly appropriate. Yeah. How close, how far away does the car have to be? for it to be appropriate versus how close does the car have to be for it to be inappropriate? A car length? Maybe two. Okay. Let's say you are sitting on a couch and there's a litter box right to your left (laughs) and you're playing some video games and as soon as you sit down to play the video games, the cat jumps in the litter box and takes a massive stinky dump. Inappropriate. <laughs> my litter box is right next to my computer, and every time I start on a big project, both of these motherfuckers come in here and take a dump. My cats wait until I go in at night to the cat room to play video yeah. games in order to take a shit. Yeah. Okay, that's it for me. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for listening, those of you that have. IOLTOS on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got an email address that I don't remember anymore. But I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Weigh in on whether or not the singing is funny. Yeah. Booyah. Booyah. Come back to Jamaica. Hit us up with some uh, some ideas for grab bag next week, too. Yeah. We won't, we we won't listen to any of them, but suggest them. <laughs> All right. We out. Stop.